0: Welcome to 4D, Deep Dive into Degenerative Diseases. Gaining insights through casual and amusing clinical conversations.
1: Welcome to a bonus episode of 4D, Deep Dive into Degenerative Diseases. We're excited to share some extra recording today from our recent talk with Evan Cohen. Evan and Parm went on a small tangent about expertise in PT which didn't quite fit into our original podcast, but we think it makes for some great listening. I'm Sarah Crandall, editor of the 4D Podcast and chair of the DD SIG Nominating Committee. I'm usually behind the scenes and maybe in a blooper or two, but today I'm on the mic to ask for your feedback. We've been producing our podcast for about six months and would love to know what you think and what you wanna hear. Do you want more snippets like today or longer podcasts? Do you have ideas for topics or guests? So we'll put a feedback survey link in today's show description. We'll also send it out in our new and noteworthy newsletter this month and post links online on our Facebook and Twitter pages. The survey will be short and sweet, so please consider giving us your thoughts. Without further ado, here are Evan and Parm.
2: So Evan, do you have any clinical practice right now?
0: I don't do much right now in terms of clinical practice, which makes me a little sad um the uh, The clinical practice that I do is probably more along with my students. We do a lot of um, clinic visits, a lot of um, real patients coming into the classroom, uh, so I get to work together with the students doing that and of course, uh, because of my interest, uh, we have a you know an excellent extended lab session with people with m s and people with parkinson's disease so So I get to do that, which is infrequent. The only other thing that I do on a regular basis is Um, service visits for the local chapter of the MS Society, the Greater Delaware Valley chapter here outside of Philadelphia. Um, We're all going to call from them periodically uh, because there's a person who either has an urgent need uh, and is having a difficult time uh, getting the process started to see their physician and get a referral uh, that they need for their insurance coverage um, or there's some urgent need. Somebody started having some falls at home. They haven't been injured, but they, they need something. And I'll go in and examine them and make a determination about, you know, maybe they just need an assistive device. Maybe they need a couple of sessions of PT. Um, maybe it's something more than that and, and that they need a, a bigger referral than that. Um, so it's, uh, it doesn't add up to as much as I'd like it to, but that's that's about the extent of my real hands-on anymore outside of the research lab.
2: Okay, and we'll, we'll get to that research in a minute, but one of the things that I really love about working with um, people with MS is the variability. So even though they the pathophysiology is similar amongst all of your patients, the variability in sort of what you see. And I think the more that you practice with those folks, the kind of more interesting it is because you're able to target different areas of deficits, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of fun.
0: And that's, um, that's the puzzle. And I feel like, uh, that probably different people in different practice areas will, will argue with me, but I feel like the, the thing that's most interesting is that puzzle. You know, I, I teach my students about the pathology of MS in addition to, to the examination and, and treating the, the person who has MS. But, you know, the way I describe it, you know, the, what precedes that is we talk about stroke and we talk about stroke syndromes and how if this artery is affected, this is probably what's going to look like this is probably what you're going to find. And when there's a spinal cord injury, this is probably what it's going to look like. And even with the other neurodegenerative diseases, I mean, there's a classic picture for that person with Parkinson's that although it might be more tremor predominant or postural instability dominant, there's still this constellation of signs and symptoms that most people experience. Like in the Venn diagram of all your patients, there's a lot of overlap. Right. MS, boolean is all over the Right, right, yeah. It's it's a crapshoot. You really don't know what what you're gonna find, and um, you know I think one of the one of the ways that expert PTS change what they do is they go through things more quickly. They make a very quick decision about what's relevant and what's irrelevant, and then they they just drop the irrelevant stuff. Right. But I think you're right. I think getting getting at because there could be so many things going on. There's so often something happening that the patient either um, complains about that's not problematic, that's not actually uh, affecting their, their function, or they have no idea that this is a thing, that this is going on. Sometimes there's such a mismatch between what people feel and how they describe to what the underlying problem actually seems to be. And that's tough.
2: Yeah. And I think it can also be hard to parse it out. So like there could be multiple things going on and it ends up in some symptom, but it's caused by three different things. And so that's one of the places where we can come in and sort of do that really specific exam based on what we're seeing, how they're moving and why are they doing that? Is it, is it a sensory problem? Is it a vestibular problem? Mm -hmm. Once you can parse that out and, and start addressing those items, you know, people do get better and, and it kind of um, forces you to, to want to keep going.
0: Yeah. You know, just uh, one more comment about that. I, I, uh, you know, I always revert back to the HOAC.
2: Um, And can you just explain a little bit about that?
0: Sure. So the the HOAC is the hypothesis oriented algorithm for clinical practice version two. And um, it's a, it's a, one of the many models that, um, physical therapists might utilize. Um, but I think the, the message is that that uh, the examination, evaluation, and then treatment re-examination is a continuous cycle. Um, that you set up your hypotheses and then you confirm or refute them. And, and you should not be shy to refute your own hypotheses. That if things are not going as you, as you hypothesized they would, to get back on it and uh, start the cycle again. Make sure that you're making good decisions for your patient.
2: Great, yeah, thank you.
0: I, and I mean, so many times in my career, I've made the wrong choice. You know, I, I, there are these things and I think, oh, it's, I'm going to go for thing number one. That seems to be the biggest issue. And we spend time addressing thing number one and nothing happens. And, and then that process of, oh, you know what? This is not going the way that I thought it was going to go. My hypothesis here clearly wasn't the correct one let me back up try this maybe it's the second the secondary hypothesis that i have and to to go back and to, to not be satisfied when uh you're implementing your plan just to sort of say okay i'm going to let it ride and see if it works i think a, a, you know the, a good pt is right on top of that and making those decisions in the moment and after every session to say yeah you know what I see those improvements things are actually going the way I anticipate they were, or those you know those things aren't changing the way that I thought they were they that they should and maybe maybe I've missed and to have the humility and confidence to say I was wrong about it and to go back and uh, and correct and try something new and different.
2: yeah, and sometimes I think you know maybe it's not that you're wrong, but that that one that initial hypothesis that you come to is like such a huge deficit that you might not, it might take a long time or it might be hard to make gains or you come at it from a different angle from something that's a little bit you know, less affected um, and people do better and, and you, you sort of jumpstart the process. So it, it, it can be tricky, but I think that's great advice to clinicians to really like consider at each session how is this person doing and are they sort of responding the way that i would expect and what can we do to try to improve that if they're not
0: um there's this interesting body of literature about expertise in physical therapist practice and this this is not just neuropathy practice it's across across practice areas and uh a lot of the literature is very interesting but in, in many of the studies what they did was they either compared um, highly experienced clinicians to novice clinicians, and the most compelling studies, they actually had data about which therapists were the most effective and compared the most effective PTs to average PTs. And one of the things that came out of it that is a, a lesson that, uh, that I take to heart is that the, the, the average clinician makes those decisions and makes a plan and rolls it out and lets it play out. And it's the expert who reflects in the moment, in the session, every at every opportunity to question whether or not those decisions were correct. So the average PT lets it go and maybe a week later or two weeks later or a month later they revisit and think, oh, you know, maybe this isn't going according to plan uh, unless they happen to, to be correct, where the expert is not satisfied. Until, until things are clearly moving in the right direction. And if not, to be able to stop and change and tweak right away rather than just wait. Um, and I think that sort of speaks to taking that, that HOAC model and bringing it, bringing it into right now, right now while I'm working with this patient.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that that's an important concept.
0: Well, I think there's also a forest and trees thing that I think uh, it's easy to fall into the trap of seeing uh, the, the biggest problem. Don't just say, oh, wait, oh, I see this, you know, they're weak, I'm going to have them strengthen up, where there may be a, a number of other things that may be more amenable to the to
1: treatment. This bonus episode of 4D is brought to you by the Degenerative Diseases Special Interest Group. Remember to give us your feedback by going to our podcast listener survey on Facebook, Twitter, or through the link in this episode description. Thanks to Parm Paget, our host, to Evan Cohn, our featured guest, and to Jimmy McKay for our theme music. Thanks for listening.